What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the channel. It's Denise Salcedo, and with me today, ahead of Ring of Honor, we have none other than all ego Ethan Page. Ethan, welcome back to the channel. Yeah, happy to be back. Thanks for having us and for helping us promote Ring of Honor this Friday. Yeah, man, I can't wait to watch that I Quit match with yourself and Tony Nese. You know, now that you've been part of the Ring of Honor brands the last couple of weeks, maybe months or so now at this point, for you, like, how has that sort of reignited, uh, reignited you on the overall AEW roster? Uh, for me, it was an opportunity to kind of spread my wings more and to show what I bring to the table. Um, and I clearly opened up a big opportunity this past weekend. I wrestled Kenny on collision and that was a big showcase for me. Not happy with the result, but we can work on that. <laughs> and this whole time kind of getting us to final battle, um, even last week, getting to kind of do the contract signing to have a microphone in my hand for that long and to be able to showcase my strengths in something completely different. I don't think I would have been able to get those opportunities in AEW at the time or in the direction I was going. So I was happy that I got to kind of redirect Ethan Page and start to build some momentum behind myself and uh, get re-motivated, revigorated, and back on track. And now I have a different goal, and that's championship gold. So I got to stop Tony Nese, make him say I quit, and then get back on the path of becoming a champion. So, you know, kind of hearing you talk about this and going down this like new path, I feel like right now you're sort of starting to get this momentum back on track because like you mentioned this match with Kenny Omega that you just had a collision. You got the upcoming yeah. match with Tony Nese. And then on top of like, on top of that, you're also, uh, you know, doing all of this stuff with YouTube. You're bringing back Alpha One, like you're doing so much. So like, what do you... What has been that motivating factor for you to say like, hey, man, like we need to start doing things like things need to happen? Uh, have you ever just felt like, oh, yeah, what's happening right now? This is not working. I just, yes, things are well. Um, myself and my family are well fed. There's never a complaint in that whatsoever. I just knew I had more to offer, but I also knew that I wasn't giving myself a hundred percent. So I didn't want to expect that out of anybody else. So my biggest thing was correcting everything that I brought to the table to be able to bring the best Ethan page humanly possible and to fully focus on professional wrestling and not kind of spread my eggs in a bunch of baskets, but to bring them all back in the basket that got me where I was, which is wrestling. So I wanted to get in the best physical shape. I wanted to get in, honestly, the best mental shape, which is a big part of our game, especially on the higher level. Uh, and I just wanted to bring my best to the table. And I feel like I'm finally able to do that. I'm the most confident I've ever been. I'm the most physically fit I've ever been. And I'm the most ready I've ever been for any opportunity that gets thrown my way. Like that match with Kenny, which I found out about two days before it happened. So uh, I'm, I'm ready for everything. So here we are. So, you know, you kind of touched on a lot here, but I want to take a second yeah, and uh, applaud you for this, man, because <laughs> holy smokes, Ethan, dude, this is like the glow up that I think a lot of people would want to see, man. Congratulations to you, because the Thanks. progress that we are seeing just in these four photos alone is something to be immensely proud of. Uh, Ethan, you. I'm curious, uh, what was the hardest part about this 
like having to give up food like what was it so uh, to, to be honest with you the picture you just showed was the time period between um impact wrestling and aew so i had lost weight during that period and then i gained it all back um once i started eating very well at <laughs> aew but uh no i was going through some personal problems and a bit of depression and it kind of really changed everything for me physically but i hired cesar bononi also known wrestler uh he was part of the wingman in aew he writes everything I eat. I have to weigh every meal. He writes every workout. I have to document every workout and send it to him. So what I did to lose weight the first time was pretty much starve myself and overwork my body. And Cesar has been re-educating me and kind of fixing my entire relationship with food. And that's honestly like I it's not I'm not giving up food at all. The amount of food I eat is pretty insane. And the, the anyone that's signed up with him since all has the same reaction. Like I have to eat all this food and I'm supposed to lose weight. So that was a big eye opener for me. And the cool thing is, is actually on Monday, December 18th, I drop a YouTube video where I documented the entire 12 week process of working with Cesar. So we recorded our first interaction. And from that, I documented everything building up to the body that I'll be walking into final battle with. I like how you say that the body that I will be walking into, walking in with rather. Oh, because I've walked into buildings with different bodies before. <laughs> and the one I'm choosing to walk in at Final Battle is a lot different. <laughs> You're like, this is the body that I claim. But no, it's something to be hella proud of because everybody at some point in their life has experienced any sort of diet. Obviously, you know, it's different when you're a professional wrestler and whatnot. But I yeah. think we can all, you know, sort of relate to having to go on a diet or exercise or do any of that stuff. And I did see that yeah. you're bringing out that transformation video. And so I'm curious, like you mentioned eating all of this food. How many calories are you having per day? Like, does, does that change? I didn't know. I didn't know the whole time. And that was the best part was that for me, it was giving up the power to someone else and shutting off my brain. And it's just, okay, look, if this fails, it is because he doesn't know what he's doing. It's not because I thought I was smarter than him and I'm going to change things here or I'm not going to document this and I'm going to sneak candy bars and whatever. No, I was like, okay, fine. Look, I tried my way and it did not work. <laughs> so I'm not going to do my way anymore. I'm just going to let him think for me and I'm going to do. I was a robot and I, I'm not joking. The amount of food is like platefuls all day of rice and meat and vegetables and yogurt and fruit and almonds and it's so much food it's delicious food it's real food but i'm eating all day and i just do whatever he says which for this pay-per-view i told him that i wanted to look more muscular than i did against kenny and i wanted to put on a size in, in a week and he actually upped my carbohydrates by double so i'm eating like giant bowls of rice all week I just trust the guy. He tells me what to do <laughs> and I do it. And that's it. I have no clue. What about the workouts? Does he decide that too? Or is that more of your thing? No, it's all him. Uh, and that was another thing too, is once I brought up the fitness, I was like, dude, I work out every day. I ride my bike every day. And he says, yeah, that's great. That's working out. We're not working out anymore. Working out is just you sweating. We're going to train for a goal. This is our goal in 12 weeks. Every little thing we do is to get to there. 
Whereas before I was just like, oh, I'm a wrestler. I have to work out. So here I am. I'm working out. I'm sweating. Look how hard I'm doing this workout. And there was for nothing. Well, it was for something, but there was no end goal. And now that we had the goal, it made so much, so many things more clear to have a direction. So it's been working. I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> I was going to say, I think we all need Caesar in our lives just to come in I, and be I, like, stop eating this. <laughs> I, I agree. I would love that. I mean, honestly, it would even be a great on-screen character if I'm just into cutting a promo and I go to eat a protein bar and just an arm out of camera. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> I love that. Just like smack it away from you. That's freaking yeah. great. But you know, oh my God. But first of all, seriously, you should be very, very proud of that because regardless, even though you have help, it's still not something that's like easy to do to change your entire lifestyle, right? Thank you. You know, so seriously, congratulations that. on that. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about your journey in AEW because you've been there now for, for quite some time and you've gotten yeah. to do a lot of different stuff. You've gotten to work with Scorpio Sky. You've got to be, you know, working with Dan Lambert, all of this. I kind of want to, you know, just highlight a little bit of that and ask you, like, what has the experience been like so far and have... Ah. Have your expectations been what you expected when you first signed on with AEW? Um, so, I mean, from the point of starting up until this point, I've gone through so many different variations and character changes and different stories. And if I look at it like that, to me, that's success because I am able to show so many different skills that I have so many different um, ways of presenting myself, like the entire thing with the Hardy boys, just in that story alone, you had absolute trash bag, Ethan page, most evil scumbag ever. And then by the end of it, you, he's a little endearing and a little kooky and fun and goofy and, you know, doing the dance. So just in that story alone, I got to show so much range and, and difference of delivery. And then, I mean, when I came in, I got to work with Scorpio and a big storyline with Sting and Darby Allen and to do the first ever coffin match in the company. Uh, people still bring that match up. So that was cool. And then the Dan Lambert stuff with the inner circle to be in a storyline and feud with Chris Jericho as a Canadian. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm very happy with the amount of opportunities. And I truly believe that I'm just getting started. And all of that to me felt like I don't want to say practice because people have like a bad uh, it's not the right word because I tried very hard, but I truly believe that that was a big learning curve for me was to be a part of a big company to understand that this is a completely different machine from anywhere I've ever been before to be in that kind of exposure and to have that amount of fans pay attention to everything you do. That was a learning curve, live television, uh, when I was doing Impact, the only thing we did live was the pay-per-views, and there's no commercial breaks during pay-per-views. So you're doing live television, which is that was another learning curve. And um, yeah, I'm very happy with how things kind of went to get me prepared for where I feel like I'm about to go now. 
if that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> no, it does make sense. Like everything is what kind of prepares you for something else. And even though you think you might be ready, there might be something else that you need to do, right? So like kind of going from impact to AEW, it seems like it's been this learning curve. So, you know, I do yeah. want to touch on a little bit about uh, impact wrestling, because when you were over at impact uh, doing the North and uh, getting to work with Josh Alexander, I feel like yep. you, and, you and Josh Alexander have gone on and you've gone your separate ways. Uh, do you guys still keep in touch? Uh, do you ever think that down the line, uh, I don't know, we may ever see you guys working together again. Yeah, I always uh, keep it paying attention to honestly, all the guys that I worked with at Impact, I want all of them to do well. So uh, I, I pay attention to all of it. And I also see the fans bringing up the North online all the time. And there's still matches that people still want to see. So I'm in this for the fans. If they ever want to see something and it gets brought to life, of course. Hell yeah, that's awesome, man. So, you know, you were kind of talking about within AEW how you feel like you're starting to to move on to the next chapter in your life in AEW. So with that being said, what do you think that you have that the fans have yet to see in AEW that you want to do? Because I think everybody has a vision of themselves and it's just a matter of getting that out there and getting the chance to show that. Honestly, I believe that I have the ability to get people behind me. And I see the comments all the time, especially on my YouTube videos, because all my toy hunt videos are just me kind of hanging out with my friends or kind of very much like this. I'm just myself. And I would love to just do that on screen. And we got to see a little bit of it with the Tony Nese um, story in Ring of Honor. And to just kind of be able to be free and to just be myself uh, and hope that people can get behind me and root for me. And it seems like it's just natural and it's working. And I would love that to work its way onto the television show and to uh, a much larger, broader international audience. I just, I want people to get to know me <laughs> and fall in love with me. So that that's the hope is that I could just kind of be myself on television. Well, I was going to say, I feel like just like even doing, like you mentioned, doing the interviews and of course doing YouTube, it's like the best way for people to get to know you, uh, aside yeah. from what they're seeing on television, right? It's like the additional thing that people get to see. And you're going out there, you're making these really cool videos. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't know squat about toys, but I was watching your videos. I was clicking and I was intrigued. I was like, I have no idea anything about toys, but this is great. And it's very cool. Uh, before we go, I know we have a couple minutes left. I do want to ask you though, sure. like what has been, like your experience uh aside from wrestling but as a content creator on youtube oh man what a changing thing that is just constantly evolving and i know like i feel for all of you guys i understand the content creation hustle and to try and get people to not only click but then to stay and there's this whole process and then once you get into like ad sales and this turns into like a completely different business. And then it's no longer just, oh, you know, Julian wants to edit a video and put it on YouTube because he's creative and fun. Now it's like, oh no, you signed on for a candy ad and it needs to be out on this date and you have nothing edited. So get your butt to work. So it was very interesting to kind of get thrusted into this thing and to build up this business that I had no clue where it was going to go. And I had no clue what I had committed to. And I had no clue what I was getting myself into. Uh, so it's been fun. 
and another kind of learning curve too, and to adjust and now find a happy balance instead of locking myself into a commitment that uh, I had no clue what I was really committing myself to. And that's just one thing I never want to do is lie to my fans or promise them something that I'm not willing to commit to. So, but we have a new video dropping December 18th. Check it out. I can't wait to watch that one, by the way. I, when I went on, I was like, damn it. I wish it was out right now. I want to see this video. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ethan, yeah. what is your favorite video that you've ever created or that you've posted so far? Oh, geez. You know what? Honestly, the, I would say Fat Food Fest. It's like uh, a food eating video. We're bringing it back. I'm filming one uh, this coming Sunday, actually, which is great because I dieted for this pay-per-view and I'm going to explode it all on Sunday. Uh, it's just a bunch of friends going out and eating. Uh, it ends up being myself, Dan House and Jake something at an Arby's. I'm shirtless. We're eating a bunch of meat and donuts. It's a very funny, silly video, and uh, it has nothing to do with wrestling. So that I think maybe that's why I love it. But <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I just need a break, a little break. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's just me and my friends eating food and being stupid, you know. Yeah, that's the best. That's literally the best thing to do, man. Yeah. Well Ethan, I want to thank you so much for doing this interview with me. And seriously, I, I haven't I haven't talked to you since Impact Wrestling, man. I was thinking about it. I was I like, know. when's the last time I talked to Ethan Page? And I was I was remembering it was uh, several years ago, actually. So it was very nice to circle back with you and just see what you've been up to. Uh, before we go, like plug your channel, plug what you've been doing, let the people know where they can follow you and support you and all that good stuff. Yeah, honestly, I'm pretty good at promoting as things coming out and going or whatever. So just follow me on either Instagram or Twitter and you'll find everything. I just look up Ethan page or official ego and we don't have to wait by the way for another seven years. I know. Uh, right. I, <laughs> I, I think you ask fantastic questions that actually get me to think. And I like that. And I, I would happily do this anytime you want. So John, this is a big thumbs up from Ethan page. Hell yeah. All righty. Well, thank you so much to, to I was going to say to John. Well, yeah, thanks to John, Heck of course, yeah. for helping setting this up. But thanks so much to Ethan Page for taking the time uh, to chat with me here today. And thank you to everybody watching. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you, everyone.